Welcome to the Peavine Podcast, where each week we bring you the message from our Sunday morning worship service with Pastor Joel Sutherland, and we take timeless biblical truth and help you to apply it in the context of your daily life. You can always join us live each Sunday morning at 8.30, 9.45, or 11 a.m. at our Rock Spring, Georgia campus, or at 11 a.m. at our Rossville, Georgia campus, which is just outside of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Well, thank you to our worship team for doing a great job leading us in worship today. And so if you have your Bibles at home or your digital device, Galatians chapter 5, that's over in the New Testament. It's going to be about two-thirds of the way through your Bible, Ephesians, Galatians, Philippians, Colossians, and so you'll find it right in that area. Galatians chapter 5. A few weeks ago, I started a sermon series entitled uh, 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 Connections. Connect, avoiding separation during isolation. And so we're trying to take this time when we're socially distanced, quarantined, kind of working from home, make sure we're connecting the way we need to connect. That's with God and that's with other people. So for the first few sermons, I've been talking specifically uh, about uh, connecting with God. And today I want to transition a little bit and talk about connecting with other people. And I want to talk about plugged in. We'll see that in Galatians chapter 5. And we'll look there in just a moment as we look at connecting with those who are around us. Now, I don't know if you've paid attention to this or not, but I love it that during this time, uh, Americans are pretty funny. Like if you just watch, uh, you know, things and things we come up with, a lot of comedians out there doing a really good job. And you've never seen that as much as when you see these memes that get passed around. And, and I just have a few of them to kind of make fun of the situation we're in right now. I, I love this one. I traveled a lot. Airlines sending me, we're in this together emails. Uh, where were you when my suitcase weighed 51 and a half pounds? Like, if you, you've ever traveled, you know there was not much grace from the airlines during that time. Also, I love this one. A lot of us are doing Zoom meetings. Zoom meeting audio only. And then Zoom meeting with video. Obviously, if you're uh, not on camera, this is standard protocol here. I, I love, love this one too. When we come out of this and I ask you, you where you want to eat, I do not want to hear, I do not know. You had 45 days to decide. So you might want to be making plans now. This one, as we look into the future, the year is 2075. Grandma, why do you like sitting outside? Grandma, honey, there was a time when this was illegal. It's cute. I love this about 2020. You, you remember back in the day, all oh, 10 years ago, 15, 20 years ago, we talked about 2020 and how high tech we were going to be and how, how advanced society was going to be. And 2020, it kind of arrived and, and, and beat us like an old yard dog, didn't it? And so somebody put this out about 2020. 2020 sounded like the most futuristic year. And now we're all like, I traded my neighbor a handkerchief for some carrots. Carrots. Uh, I love it. All right, so here, here, pro tip. Pro tip for couples who suddenly working from home together. Get yourselves an imaginary coworker to blame things on. In our apartment, Cheryl keeps leaving her dirty water cups all over the place, and we really don't know what to do about her. Also, you could be losing your mind, right? This was very appropriate. Parents in drop-off line the night before school opens back up. Some of you are really, really ready. For school. And finally, this is my favorite one. 
my favorite one, as we've gone through the tissue paper crisis of 2020. And uh, here is my favorite one. The government doesn't want you to know this, but you can grow your own toilet paper at home. <laughs> me, me. Just try it. That's, that's pretty funny. Plugged in. We've had quite an experience in 2020, and things we'll remember most are things like the quarantine and the shelter in place that has been around for a few weeks, and schools being out, and parents having to homeschool, and a lot of us having to work from home, and businesses closed, restaurants closed, churches closed. And one of the things you'll remember most is having a lot more time to spend with your loved ones. A lot more time. A whole lot more time to spend with your loved ones. For some of us, it's been a joy. I've loved every moment of it. For others, eh. Let's just say some cracks have been exposed in our connections. I've loved the extra time with my wife, but for some, there may have been some cracks exposed in your family connections, your friend connections, your co-worker connections, your parent-child connections. Maybe about the fourth day of homeschooling and quarantine, you realized that you needed some relationship and connection help, that maybe connecting with people, even the ones in your own household, was not as easy as you thought it was going to be. So, if that's the case, where do you go for connection help? The Bible is full of relationship advice, but there's no place you'll find any better advice on relationships than in Galatians chapter 5. So the, the, the verses will be on the screen. I'm going to read them out of my Bible, but let's look beginning in verse 16. I say then, walk by the Spirit, and you will certainly not carry out the desires of the flesh, for the flesh desires what is against the spirit, and the spirit desires what is against the flesh. These are opposed to each other, so that you don't do what you want, but if you're led by the spirit, you're not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, moral impurity, promiscuity, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and anything similar. I'm warning you about these things, as I warned you before, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But, verse 22, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The law is not against such things. Now, those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Now those 11 verses, I'm going to spend almost all of my time on verse 22 and 23. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, kindness, patience, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Throughout Galatians, Paul has been contrasting a couple of things. He has been contrasting works and grace, flesh and spirit. And what Paul has told us in, in, in Galatians is that those two things are opposites. They can't coexist. Where you have works, there is no grace. Where you have grace, you, you don't need the works. Where you have flesh, it kills the spirit. Where you have spirit, it kills the flesh. And here he tells us what the flesh looks like. 
Now, let me tell you, uh, I'm going to put it up on the screen. Let me show you what the flesh looks like because you're going to recognize some of this. These are the works of the flesh. Number one, he says this, sexual immorality. That we don't have to be a, a, a Christian theologian to know that immoral sexual behavior is a work of the flesh. And then he goes on and says moral impurity. A word that covers a lot of wrongs that would be done in the body, things that are morally unacceptable. And he stays on that scene, promiscuity. And so we know promiscuity is a, is a work of the flesh. And now he branches into a different uh, genre and he talks about idolatry. That's when anything in your life is more important than God is, you have an idol. Then he talks about sorcery, and some would translate that even as drug abuse is how often it is translated. But he goes on, and then he has the word hatreds, like where there is hate in your heart, where there is hate in your life. That is obviously a work of the flesh. And then he talks about some things that spring off of that word hatred. There is strife, arguments, a lot of uh, anger. He even deals with some of those. He talks about jealousy. And how jealousy causes us to uh, uh, exhibit the flesh in our life. And again, uh, even on that same line, outbursts of anger. When you are angry without cause, when you have an anger that is not a righteous indignation, that is, you are angry because of the way the things of God are being treated, that is, that is of the flesh, then there is selfish ambitions. There are dissensions. We go back to more argument. Then there are factions that's taking sides in groups in order to go against another group. There is envy solely related, uh, 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 certainly related to jealousy we heard earlier. And then there is drunkenness and then there is carousing. And then he sums it all up. And here's what he says. And uh, anything similar. And anything else. You know what this list sounds like to me? It probably sounds like about your third day of homeschooling if you look at it closely. That Paul said when, when these are the words that are describing what is going on in your relationships, these are obviously works of the flesh. When I look at my relationships in my family, outside my family, and it's hatred and jealousy and dissension and anger and, and carousing and strife and moral impurity, the list goes on and on. When I am engaging and this is how my relationships are going, there's without a doubt, those are works of the flesh. And here's what you need to know. None of those works of the flesh build good connections and relationships. There's not a word in that list that will build a good relationship. So what does? When we find out what builds a good relationship, we see it in verses 22 and 23. The fruit of the Spirit. The flesh will destroy connections. The Spirit will bring life to connections. So can I tell you three things Paul was trying to say when he was talking about being plugged in to the Spirit of God? Number one, you need to know this. You can't connect without a connection. Verse 22 says, but the fruit of the Spirit, Spirit. Here's a problem you have with great connections in your relationships is that you are not plugged in to the right source 
in order to have a great connection. Here, here's what you, know, you need to know about great relationships and great connections is those things do not come naturally. A great connection, a great relationship is not a natural thing. You, can I tell you what comes naturally? The flesh comes naturally. Those things we read earlier on, that strife, that anger, that hatred, that jealousy, those are the things that come naturally, that left to yourself, that's the kind of relationship we all have. So here's the key. You have to have something beyond natural to plug into if you're going to do something beyond normal. Now the truth is we get plugged into all kinds of sources and we get the expected results for for some people, they get, they get plugged into Hollywood and they try to get all of their advice from the famous. And can I tell you this? When you get all of your advice from the famous, you're going to get the results they get, which is misery, arguing, divorce, immorality, and addiction. That's what you get if you plug in there. For some of you, you get all of your advice. Your source is daytime television. Can I tell you this? You get those results. You plug into Jerry Springer, you're going to get Jerry Springer results in your house. For some of us, we plug into culture, and we fail as much as they do. For some of us right now, we're plugged into the news. Can I give you a piece of advice? That is turn the news off. They have a vested financial interest right now in you watching them day and night as they charge exorbitant costs for you to watch their coronavirus coverage. Can I, can I give you something that will help you in your spirit? Just unplug. And get away from the misery they have to offer. Because what you plug into regularly is what your life is going to reflect. The fears you have in life will be what you plug into. The success in your life will be what, what you plug into. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, wait, preacher, I thought this was going to be a sermon on connecting with people. Now, now you're talking about the spirit. Listen, I get it. This is a sermon about connecting with people. But here's what you need to know. That if you want to connect with people, if you want to connect with your family, if you want to connect with your coworkers the right way, there must be, there has to be a spirit connection first. Here's the statement. If you want to get the outward right, you have to get the upward right. If you want these relationships to be good, this relationship has to be good. These relationship traits start with you being connected to the Spirit of God, filled with the Spirit of God. And if you are plugged into the wrong source, your relationships won't be what they should be. If you're plugged into the right source, they can't help but be good. If the source is bad, the results will be bad. If you're plugged into the, the correct source, the results will be good. I know, I know y'all are tired of me talking about this. I won't do this again for a long time, I promise, but it just fit today. Uh, I know y'all are tired of me talking about blackjack cherry ice cream. I know you are. But I, 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 it's, if you haven't tried it, uh, you've got to try it. Just don't buy it at my Kroger because they can't keep it in stock, and I need you to leave my ice cream alone, and I won't talk about it anymore after today. But if, I, if you haven't heard me say it, maybe you're new. This is the best thing that God has on the planet as far as food goes. It is the most creamy, delicious ice cream you'll ever eat in your life. And the other day, we tried to keep at least one carton at home, and the other day, I, I went into the freezer. I popped open a new carton. I fixed my bowl. I sat down to enjoy that creamy goodness. And right off the bat, I could tell something wasn't right. Now, I'm not telling you it was terrible. I just tell you something wasn't right. It wasn't as creamy as it should be. It didn't taste as 
as good as it should. And so I went back to the refrigerator thinking that I had somehow ice cream had expired. It's not really possible for it to expire at my house. I eat it too quickly, but I thought maybe I'd bought it and it was bad. And I got out of the container and you may not can see it on television, but right down here where it should say ice cream, it said low fat frozen yogurt. Now there are a lot of things wrong with that phrase. Starting with low fat, fat is good, fat is flavor, right? Uh, Top Chef has taught me that. And yogurt, That's, there's all kinds of wrong with that sentence. Now, I'm not telling you it was the worst thing in the world. It wasn't the worst thing in the world. I'm just telling you it was not what I was expecting. And you know why? What was in my bowl was not what I was expecting was because the source I was pulling from was not the right source. It wasn't ice cream. It was yogurt. Help me out, guys. I got a reflection on there. I wasn't going to get the taste out of the bowl because I was pulling from the wrong container. For many of you, you aren't right in your relationships because you are not pulling from the right container. So you cannot connect this way without the right connection that way. That is the Holy Spirit of God living through you will make these connections be what they ought to be. That is, you get plugged into the right source. What do you mean by that? That you know God. You know that you're a Christian. You're in the Word of God. You're praying in a quiet time filled with the Spirit of God. And you are obeying. Look, that's all the things we've been talking about. It's when you do those things that these connections get right. You get full of God and the Holy Spirit and your connection with others always gets get better. So much so there's a proverb that says this. I love this proverb. When a person's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. When a person's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies be at peace with him. How can that be? Because when you are filled with the spirit of God, these connections, even the bad ones start getting better. I want to ask you a question. Have you wasted your time during this shutdown and failed to draw closer to the Lord? Have you wasted your time during this shutdown and failed to draw closer to the Lord? I was on a webinar this week with pastors, and one of the questions they asked me was, was tell us about your quiet time, your, your time of the Lord. Mine, mine hasn't changed. I, I was doing it before this, during it, and I'll do it afterwards. Why? Because I understand the importance of that connection. I want to tell you, some of you are doing less than you've ever done, working less than you've ever done. You're at home when you've ever been at home. What a great opportunity for you to make sure your connection with God is what it ought to be. Drawing closer to God has so many benefits of your life. When you walk with God, your whole life get better, gets better. So let me ask you, what have you been doing? Have you set aside that time in your life to connect with him, to hear from him, to learn from him, to walk with him? It is the fruit of the spirit we're after. And it's only when you get plugged into the Holy Spirit in your walk with the Lord that he can be living through you. Number one, you can't connect without a connection. Number two, focus on the process, not the product. 
going to wrap up the sermon in just a moment. We're going to talk about all those fruit of the spirit, fruits of the spirit. And before I do, I have to put a time out in here because there is a common mistake almost all Christians make when it comes to this passage, and it's this. We focus on the product instead of the process. What do you mean? Let, let me give you an example. One of the products of being filled with the Spirit is love. So here's what we do. We go around and try to be real loving. And we say, I'm going to get up today and I'm going to love my husband. I'm going to love my wife. I'm going to love my kids. I'm going to love my parents. I'm going to love my friends. I'm going to love my coworkers. So here's what I'm going to do today. I'm going to get up and I'm going to, with God's help, I'm going to be really, really loving. And when they say something mean to me, I'm going to love them back. When they do something ugly, I'm going to love them back. No matter what happens, I'm, gonna lo- I'm just going to be really, really loving today. And we go throughout the day and that thought's in our mind, I'm going to be loving. 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 And that lasts about five minutes. Why? Because while you're trying to be the best Christian you can be, you're focusing on the wrong thing, the product instead of the process. And it's never going to work. Here's what I mean. If you focus on the product... All that's going to give you is the best possible version of you that you can muster up. Can I tell you the best possible version of you has not been working so far? It's a mistake that well-meaning Christians make. We focus on the product, not the process. And what Paul tells us is that the connection results we need is the fruit of being connected with the Spirit, the fruit of walking with God. So here's what Paul would tell you. Don't focus on the product. Focus on the process. When I focus on the right process, I can't help but get the right outcome. When I focus on the outcome, the process can go haywire. The best example I can think of, and and you'll relate to this so easily, think about losing weight or or, or even getting in shape. Let's think about losing weight. Let's just say that I want to lose 10 pounds. Not me, of course. Thank you for thinking that. I, not me, of course. Right, right. But you, you want to lose. Let's just think about you. You want to lose 10 pounds. Some of you out there do. And, and so I can't will myself to a 10-pound loss. I don't know if you've done this. I've got up and stepped on the scales in the morning. I don't like what it says. I step off. I pray, dear Lord, please let it say a smaller number than it did three seconds ago. And I step back on it. Surprisingly, it doesn't go down any. You know why? Because I'm worried about the product. And I sit back and I try to mimic it. Lord, please let me lose 10 pounds. Nope, still haven't done it. Lord, I'm praying in Jesus' name this time. Let me lose 10 pounds. And nope, still. Still too much. You know what a, you know what a better result is? Is not focus on the product losing 10 pounds but focus on the process. That is me eating fewer calories, exercising, and maybe a little bit less ice cream than what I normally do. If I focus on the process, the product takes care of itself. You're here listening. You want better connections with your family, friends, coworkers. I get it. Don't try and have better connections. Focus on the process of walking with God. And when you walk with God, those naturally get better. Don't just walk with God to get something. Walk with God because he's worthy of your time and attention. But when you do that, good things will happen. You spend your time making sure you're connected, the process of being connected to the Lord. And these get better. And that leads me to number three. Number three, the result is the reward. But through the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. 
You've connected with God, the Holy Spirit. And now you're walking through the process of being close to God, filled with the Spirit, filled with His Word. And I'm going to talk about being filled with the Spirit in just a moment, but look what starts happening naturally. Naturally, as you go through the process of connecting with the Spirit of God, as I go through the process, here's what starts popping up in my life regularly. Love. What relationship doesn't need love? How about this? Joy. What relationship doesn't need joy? How about this? Peace. A lot of your relationships need peace right now. How about this one? Stay at home parents. Patience. You don't work up patience. You are filled with the Spirit and He gives you patience. How about this one? Kindness. What relationship doesn't need kindness? How about this one? Goodness. How about this one? Faithfulness. How about this one? Gentleness. How about this one? Self-control. I mean, who couldn't get along uh, with that, those products, those r- results? Like every relationship you have is going to get better if it's filled with joy and faithfulness, self-control, peace, love, goodness, gentleness, patience, kindness. Every relationship you have will get better. The result of walking with God is the fruit of the Spirit being on display in your life and your relationships. Now notice this, it is not the fruits of the Spirit. It is the singular fruit of the Spirit. Do you know what that tells me? I don't have to add all of these into my life one at a time. They are naturally there through your walk with the Lord being filled with the Spirit. And some, some of you are watching and you, you may have a natural bent towards some of these traits. For example, with you, maybe it is patience. Maybe it is you have a natural bent toward patience. And you, by nature, just happen to be a more patient person than others. But that pales in comparison to what it should be when you walk with God and feel the Spirit. You are getting a fraction of the results through your natural patience you, you, won't, you won't get the results that God gives when you read books, try really hard, take courses, seek help. All of those things are great. But none of that will yield the results of being filled with the Spirit of God. Yeah, you may have a natural bent in one of those directions, but it pales in comparison to what you could have if you were filled with the Spirit of God. My wife and I, many of you know this, some of you don't, that we had a goal uh, in, the, in about a 10-year span, my goal, and it, she loves doing it with me. She wouldn't do it without me, but she loves doing it with me, and it's something we can do together. And We're trying to visit every Major League Baseball park in about a 10-year span. You remember that we used to have these things called vacations that you could leave your home and go somewhere else and stay in a thing called a hotel, and then you could, you know, go visit things. It was a really neat time in our lives when we could do that, and We used to do those things, and we've been to, I don't know, 15, 16, 17 parks so far, and we were even making plans this year. We were headed to uh, Minnesota this year, and we were going to go see a a, a Twins game, kind of a stadium that's hard to get to. And when I go to one of those stadiums, I I always buy one of these. It's It's a little Louisville Slugger Memorial, you know, memorative bat. 
This one happens to be the Detroit Tigers. And so I'll go either on the way out or on the way in, and I'll buy one of these bats, and um, I'm going to build a case for it and, and have them uh, displayed in my office. But like, I've got these little bats all over my office now. and So we'll go buy one of these, and it's just a little commemorative bat, but I suppose that a baseball player could go up to the uh, plate, and, and if they wanted to, they could, they could, they could hit with this. But they would be leaving all the power behind. You, you, you can swing at a baseball with this and you might hit it. But if you hit a 98 mile an hour fastball with this little bitty replica of a Louisville slugger, the bat's going to shatter and the ball's going nowhere. Why? Because you left the power behind where the big bat was and you're trying to be loving and patient and peaceful and kind and faithful and have self-control and do the best you can you're you're leaving the power behind because your earthly connections will get better when your heavenly one gets better your reward is an incredible connection with the people around you Filled with the Spirit of God. Now, I know some of you are asking, well, what, what does it mean to be filled with the Spirit of God? I'm going to give you four quick things, and most of these you know. How are we filled with the Spirit? Number one, you have to know that you're a Christian. You have to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that when you die, you will spend eternity in a place called heaven. You can't guess at that. You have to know it and that you have a relationship with God. Number two, you have to walk with God and be filled with His Word and be filled with His uh, with his prayer, you, you, you're not going to be filled with the Spirit of God unless you're filled with the Word of God. Number three, you've got to be obedient to what God has shown you through his Word. Uh, God will not fill and bless someone who's disobedient. And then number four, you don't need more of the Holy Spirit. He just needs more of you. As you know you're a Christian, you're walking with God, you're obedient to God, and you yield yourself every day. Dear Holy Spirit of God, I'm your vessel to use today. As you walk with him and obey him, you know what happens? You are filled with the Spirit of God. If you're a Christian, I want you to hang on to the end. I'm going to show you where you can go, and I'm going to tell you the number one connection killer in your Christian life. But if you're here today and you're not a Christian, can I speak to you just for a moment? Because to have these relationships right, it's important you have those relationships right and it's, it's as simple as abc you want to connect with god number one you've got to make sure you're a christian and that starts by admitting that you're a sinner and you can't save yourself like you failed you've messed up you can't work your way to heaven earn your way to heaven buy your way to heaven be good enough to go to heaven you can't do it and i can't do it none of us can the bible said we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of god and we just have to admit that b you've got to believe that jesus christ died on the cross for your sins, and rose again on the third day. It's called the gospel. And we don't debate it or argue it. We, we believe it. There's a step of faith in there you cannot get around. And then C, having admitted you can't save yourself, believing in the gospel and what Jesus did for you, C, you've got to confess him as Lord and Savior of your life. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. What about you today? 
If you'd like to be saved today and know that you're a Christian, and, and Christians, I'm going to speak to you in just a moment as we wrap up, but if you'd like to know that you're a Christian, wherever you are, how about just bowing your heads with me right where you are? And you pray a prayer like this. Maybe the intent of your heart, as long as the intent of your heart is trust Jesus as Savior. Maybe you can pray without me, but if you need help praying, so many people do. Every week we're having people text in that have prayed with me. I'm not asking if you're, I'm not asking if you're a church member. I'm not asking if you're a good person. None of those things get you into heaven. Knowing Jesus gets you into heaven. Pray a prayer something like this. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner and I've sinned and I can't save myself. But I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sin, rose again the third day. Because of that, I ask Jesus just now to come into my heart and life to save me, forgive me of my sin, and to give me a home in heaven. I trust Jesus and Jesus alone. If you prayed that prayer, look this way. Once you take your phone and text, I did to the number 97,000. So we typically put a phone number, put the number 97,000, 97000, and just text, I did, no spaces, I did, no spaces to 97,000. When you do that, we've got some material we want to send you that's going to tell you the next steps to take in the Christian life. And you really need this because there's seven steps you need to know about. We're going to send this to you. So just text, I did, and... Uh, That'll get the process started, and we'll get that shipped out to you this week. Hey, and tell somebody what you did today. And if you're a Christian, I want to tell you, the number one connection killer, you can go here. I shot a two-minute video. Go to pvine.org slash fruit, pvine.org slash fruit. As soon as you, we finish up here, and we've got a song to sing and another video I need you to watch on here, we'll be done here in about three minutes. But as soon as this is over, just immediately, immediately go to pvine.org slash fruit, two-minute video. That'll tell you the number one connection killer and why your relationships are not what they ought to be. Hey, thank you for joining in. Make sure you watch us on Wednesday nights for our uh, Proverbs Bible study called Be Wise and uh, it's about a 10 or 12 minute Bible study that we start at 6.30. It's at this same URL you're at right now and uh, be sure and join us on Wednesday nights and invite somebody this week and and let us know if there's anything we can do to help you. If you have a prayer request, there's a place to submit that right, right on your screen. Just type that and send it in. And now let's pray. We'll sing. We'll have a video for you to watch. Father, thank you for a chance to meet this way. I pray that you saved those who need to be saved today. I pray, Lord, that you have worked in hearts and lives today and help us as Christians even to know, to be filled with the Spirit of God so our relationships get better and better and better. And Lord, we ask all of these things today in the wonderful name of Jesus. Bring us back soon, Lord, is our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope that you've enjoyed the message this week as we help equip you to apply God's Word to your daily life. For the latest updates about what's happening around Peavine City, be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. For more information about Peavine or to get in touch with us, please visit our website, peavine.org. Thanks for listening.